Welcome, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, find our sweet spot, and planting our seeds to watch them grow in our magic garden. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Today's guest at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is Linda Duong. So I'd like to introduce Linda. Linda is an amazing person. Linda is an award-winning author, speaker, artist. She's a life coach. She's the founder of Three Hearts, which is an amazing group uh, that we'll have to talk about. So hey, Linda, how you doing? And also, she's from Down Under, so this is really an international flavor, and I can't wait to talk to Linda. Linda, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Hi, everybody. Greeting from Sydney, Australia. You can see Upper House behind me. <laughs> it's the place where the koalas are always eating and sleeping. And it's the happiest place to be. And it suits my quote. My quote is, happiness is another form of wealth. It's the most treasure form of wealth. <laughs> and it really shows out that now, hasn't it? You know, with this pandemic going on, it really shows that happiness really is the most treasure form of wealth because it doesn't matter how many million dollars you have. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or the royal. We all going through the same thing. And if you get hit by the disease, the happiness go, right? So it is so true now that I really think that happiness is, is the most treasure form of wealth. Yeah, I think that's one of the lessons that we've, or many of us have learned from this pandemic is being happy is much more important than all the millions because no matter what happened, uh, all those millionaires might have stayed in a, a bigger location and things like that, but they weren't necessarily happy. And it's the happiness. You can't pay enough money for happiness. Money doesn't bring you happiness. It's finding that happiness inside, uh, you know, that's to find your passions and, and things like that. And that's, you know, what, what peace and love means for me. And I know you have that. You're the founder of the, the Three Hearts organization. So we, I know we want, want to hear about that because that's talking about happiness. And as you know, one of the things I always talk about is there's an, always an R in my heart. So first, let, let's hear about the three hearts. Yeah. So um, as we know, uh, in the book, I share there's layers of happiness. There, there's the external layers. Yes, wealth does help because, you know, when you're hungry, money does help. You know, brings you food, brings you comfort, brings you shelter. But those are the external layers. And then we need to drill inside with the internal layers because with such things going on, doesn't matter how much money we have, right? We, we need more than that in order to be truly content and truly happy. And so that's when I discuss in the book is the internal layers. So, for example, and, and I will go to Three Hearts, and this is leads to why I start Three Hearts. So I lost my mother, my dear, dear mother. I'm very close to her. I lost her suddenly. And there was like no notice, no sickness, no whatsoever. She went on a holiday. I took her to, to the airport and I just never got to see her again. And so that's when it really challenges you to dig further, you know, beyond the external layers. You know, when something like that happened, it doesn't matter how many million dollars you give me, it's just not going to bring my mother back, right? And so I had to dig deeper. 
And that's where the internal layers of happiness um, comes about. And, and so many things happen. And then I realize that what keeps us through the challenges really is connection. So three hearts stands for love and connection for ourselves and love and connection for each other and love and connection for the universe. And so that's what three hearts stands for. So that's an extension of my book. So um, the idea is that we want to lead everyone to stay connected, to realize that we have each other and also to connect with ourselves deeper. You know, these days we all are so busy. We're all working more, even kids study more, do more extracurriculars, you know, many more hours of training for, for, for many different things. And we tend to detach from ourselves quite easily these days. And so Three Hearts is a place for us all to be together, to connect with each other, but more so we play fun games to help each other to reconnect with ourselves. So it's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing because I, I know I had been part of a couple of the Three, the three Hearts uh, connections. Uh, I think there was one around Christmas and New Year's. So I, I know that was a, a great and enjoyable piece. So you, you mentioned about your book, and I want to make sure that we, we announce your book. So the, the book that you have is a Connection, The Currency to Happiness. Uh, so definitely pick up that book uh, if anybody who's listening, and now we can talk a little bit more about it. What made you uh, – because I know you, you were a, a dressmaker. How did you become from a dressmaker uh, <laughs> to be this, this award-winning writer and coach? So I had a few lives. I was, um, okay, let me take you back in time a little bit. So once upon a time, <laughs> if you close your eyes and imagine a black and white world, literally. So I, was, I, I grew up in Vietnam. I was born at the end of the Vietnam War. And if you could imagine, I had nothing, nothing that kids have these days. These days, kids literally have the whole world mm -hmm. at their fingertips. You know, if you just type on YouTube, you can literally be transport, you know, in your mind, virtually see, see the sound, see the, the, the city, uh, Mongolia, Russia, Turkey, you know, wherever you want to go, Egypt, you know. But I had nothing. I had nothing like that. So I was born with very minimal resources. And as a girl the second last of the 10 children. <laughs> so you could imagine it was always hand-me-downs, right? So all I wished was to have a beautiful dress, except I did not even know what a beautiful dress looked like. I just wanted to have a dress. You know, back then, right, if you imagine like so many years ago, we, I did not even know what a computer looked like. I have only seen black and white photos, black and white TVs. That's how ancient. <laughs> I know I don't look that old. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my world. It was very, very basic. So all I wish is I could have a dress, a nice dress. So that was how I planted that seed in my head. So at the age of 15, I came to Australia without a word of English. Not one word. But that also gave me the opportunity to study here and learn about what I really wanted to be was actually to be a fashion designer. So I did study fashion design and eventually I opened my own boutique 
So I was a wedding dress designer. So that's one dream achieved. Then at the age of seven, that's when my sister, and you probably know the term boat people, yeah, the refugees yeah. and the boat people, or she's one of those boat people. She left Vietnam on a boat, got rescued in Malaysia, and then came to Australia. So then she sponsored us. But before that, while I was doing Vietnam, she sent us photo, of course. And it was the first time I've seen anyone with blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? So I literally started daydreaming every single day. What is Australia? And then I, at the same time, my cousin went to America. He also sent photo. And I was like, what is America? What is Australia? Because I did not even see a world map. We didn't have like a globe model. I had nothing, nothing. So literally every day I would daydream. I would just wonder. It was just really thinking back now. It's quite fascinating how I would actually sit there and daydream every day. When you read my book, you would see I was literally, literally called the daydreamer. <laughs> and I was often told, wake up, <laughs> stop daydreaming. So at the age of 21, after I came here for a few years, I started traveling and uh, it, it's just really amazing to realize now as I'm talking to you, by September this year, I would have been to Alaska 23 years ago. Wow. Time flies. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I had the opportunity to travel around the world because I got into the travel industry. I work as a travel consultant. So this is what I mean by I had a few life before this life. <laughs> and then I have children after the bridal boutique. Uh, well, not, not after, during that journey. I decided that it was time to be a mom, so I had children. And after I had children, I achieved my third dream. At the age of 10, I met a really kind teacher. And that's when I planted another seed in my head, is that I wouldn't mind to help others to learn. Because my kindergarten teacher literally scared me out of my mind. <laughs> She's just... Like, I'm really petite. I am like, uh, I never weighed more than 40 kilos in my adult life. What's that in pounds? That's like less than 80 pounds. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I'm really petite, right? But this teacher is really big and tall and curly, fuzzy hair and shiny belts and shiny shoes with a cane. I, I don't know if you're, if, if, <laughs> I'm sure some of you would relate to the cane. <clears throat> Excuse me. So every day I go to school, I would get so scared. I would get so nervous. Not only the pain, the physical pain, because she looks really like, you know, <laughs> fierce. <laughs> but also, I don't want to bring shame to my mom and dad that I'm a naughty child. So every day I would be like so serious, like, you know, really make sure that I, I'm a good girl, but I learn nothing. You know, when you're so scared, your mind is not present. You just worry about something else. Right. That's a, it's like a trauma. It's because you're, you're holding on to so, so many things. You're trying to be the perfect child. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so by grade three, I met this really kind teacher. She hadn't taught me anything yet. But the minute I met her, I was like, that's how a teacher should be. You know, she made me feel safe. And so I thought, oh, I like to be like her, you know, like when you're young, and especially in Vietnam, we didn't have all these terms. We didn't know 
when you, what you want to be when you grow up. No one asked us that. You know, it was all about survival back then. But that was the seed that planted in my head is that I wouldn't mind to be like her to help others to learn. So after I had my own children, I started primary teaching and I started um, volunteering in schools, at preschools, and I started, you know, teaching casually. And I still teach now through my book and through the talks and through coaching. So three dreams done. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, it's a long wind way to answer your question, but I thought I'd share the, the background to it, what, how it got me here. And then... At the age of 15, I got teleported here so-called, suddenly. Um, if you could imagine, I've never been in a car, never have the computer, never know what outside world looks like, couldn't even get on a bus because I have extreme motion sickness. Oh, wow. I was literally grounded at home in my little corner at home. And then suddenly I come to this colorful world. I got so sick on the plane before I get here. Right, so I made it here, but I couldn't go anywhere in a car because I get so sick. So I would walk one hour to school, rain, hail, or sunshine, because Australia we literally have four seasons in a year. When it's hot, it's really hot. It could get up to forty degrees Celsius. Some really hot days are beyond, but those are rare days. And when it rains, it rains. <laughs> so one day I get to school all soaking wet, even my socks was all wet. So I would walk every day an hour to school, an hour back, because I just wouldn't want to get on the bus. I get so sick. Anyway, um, so I didn't know a word of English, not even one word. So it was very um, challenging. Mm -hmm. I was like anxiety in every way you could think of. If you could imagine yourself go to China, Mongolia, where you've never seen it before, right? At least now, before you go, you would look up to YouTube, you would hear the sound, the language they speak, the, the clothes they wear, you know, how it looks like, whereas I had nothing. And then suddenly I'm here. And so it was like overly overwhelming. But that opens up to a whole new world. And um, so I didn't know a word of English. But now I've written the book and it has helped many people around the world. So it's very heartwarming. And Three Heart is an extension of the book. Yeah, no, that's an incredible story that you came to Australia, that you hadn't sp spoken English. You sound perfectly, you, know, you speak perfect English now. And, uh, you know, the story of your whole story, uh, there's so many different things. I mean, you know, when I talk about peace, love, and bring a bat, that bring a bat is that non negotiables that we have. And, you, you seem to have non-negotiables. You learned as a young child the things that you wanted that you couldn't, once you found out about, you couldn't kind of live without or not have those opportunities. What are current opportunities that you can't live without or what are the, the future dreams that you're, you're having? So the future dream is with three hearts to extend it globally. Now we, we currently have a global community. It's relatively small. It's just under 400 people and is very closely connected. The vision and mission of Three Hearts is to create a more connected society, and that means globally. And so that vision is that we would have ambassadors all around the world to help us share the message of, you know, sharing love, joy, and connection and happiness. So currently we have ambassadors around the world to help us host the meetings. And the meetings are just fun. It's just literally playing games together. 
we play games to connect with each other, but most importantly, we connect with ourselves. Sure. But when you come and join us and play the game, you don't realize. You don't realize you're connected with yourself because the games are just so fun. Yeah, no, exactly. I, like I said, uh, I had attended one during uh, the Christmas, New Year's time frame, and uh, it, it really is an enjoyable experience. And you should definitely check it out if you can. It's a, so it's on Facebook. Is it elsewhere as well? Yes. So it's called the Facebook group is called the Three Hearts Connections Global. And if you look up Three Hearts, there's an official page as well. Okay. Yeah. No. It's definitely something that I would recommend people to check out. And I and I like that uh, the idea of behind the book the the three different parts of that that heart. Can you explain to us the the, the three different parts again? So heart number one is love and connection with ourselves. The, 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 the whole thing is that, you know, in the modern world, we are so drawn into living to expectations, you know, the, the achievements, the status, the havings, the materials that very often, very easily, we get disconnected from ourselves. Like we have a guest who came on to our forum and joined the, the meeting She's 76 years old, and I have the permission to share. She's 76 years old. She's an artist, a very specialized artist, glass artist, and she's a teacher, and she's teaching. She's been a ballerina, like very high-achieving life. And she shared that all my life, it's all about what I can do. It's all about what I achieve. It's never about me. She said, you know, you tell me what to do, I'll do it. You tell me what to achieve, I'll achieve it. But never had I had the opportunity to learn about myself. And at the age of 76, it opened up a whole new world for her. And she said three hearts had enabled her to be more than what she thought. Yeah, that's incredible. When you can still help somebody learn something new at 76. Uh, I had just uh, interviewed my, my, one of my last episodes were of an 85-year-old woman and she's, you know, when I gave yeah. her my show questions, she was like, it made her see things differently. And, uh, I, you know, this was a, uh, somebody who I had known for a while. And to know that you could still shape somebody's life or change their life, that's the magical part of every, every day is a new opportunity to learn something new or to shape something differently. Yes, I so admire her with such an open-minded, you know, spirit and lifelong learning spirit, you know, at this age, still be open to receive more and expand more. So that's heart number one. Heart number two is love and connection with each other. You know, we need each other. And that's why my t the title of my book is Connection is the Currency to Happiness. You know, no matter what you achieve, no matter what you have, it's just never the same when you don't get to share with somebody else, you know, when you don't get to share with your friends, with your loved one. And, and having said that, sometimes it's actually hard to share with our loved ones, you know. There, there are times, there are moments in life that you do things that either your loved one don't, either, either they, don't, they don't comprehend or they're not on the same level yet or yeah, they see well, from a different the, perspective. The, yeah, I think that's the challenge is that we only understand from the perspective we're at, if they haven't had some of those experiences, I, I, at least I'm speaking for myself, is mm. I've had challenges speaking to partners because they haven't experienced it or how I explain it, they're understanding it from their level of understanding, not from my level because I've experienced things differently. 
And that's a, it's a tough part. That's a, one of the challenges of having a relationship or being part of a relationship is that communication, that connection is easy sometimes, but the communication is something that needs to be worked on. Yes. And so when we come together at the Three Hearts community, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we get to celebrate each other. We, we celebrate each other and, and we don't have to worry about, you know, um, anyone thinks that we are boasting or we are being, you know, we, we are being a big head of ourselves. We know that there's a time to celebrate and we literally celebrate each other. I'll give you this little example and, and I love using this example because it, it illustrated so, so well. Say, for example, you're a gardener, right? You love gardening, and you pour your heart into growing this little seedling. It takes so long to grow into a plant and it finally it bloom. Especially thing, um, flowers like orchid, you know, it doesn't bloom very often. It's really hard to nurture. When you're so excited, say, my flower bloom, if for someone who is not into that, they're like, yeah, big deal, it's a flower, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't share the same joy and you don't get to share it. Or there are times it's like, You've won something, you've, you achieved something, but the person next to you is going through a tough time. So it's really hard and awkward to say, I did it today. Like, you know, I won, you know, and, and I want to celebrate. It just, just doesn't feel right. But when you come to Three Hearts meeting, it's literally a time to shine. <laughs> and, and not just that, we want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate for you, with you, and together. And so it's just really good spirit because as a human being, we need to celebrate ourselves. We need to have those joyful moments. Otherwise, it's really hard to find happiness, right? You cannot be happy when you can't even celebrate yourself and honor yourself for, for who you are, for what you are. So it doesn't matter what, how small your achievement is. It doesn't, it doesn't even have to be an achievement. Just share with us what is the highlight of your day. That's all it is. So my highlight could be I wake up, I see the sun and it brings me joy. Or I wake up and my kitty come to me. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. We just want to celebrate with you. And with that, we share the joy with each other. So that's heart number two. So heart number one is love and connection with ourselves. Heart number two is love and connection with each other. Heart number three is love and connection with the universe. That could be anything from your love for the animal, your love for the, for the climate change, your love for anything. And, and a lot of us share that we all want to see the world better. We all want to contribute. We all want to make the world a better place. So a lot of the um, friends in Three Hearts in the global family are amazing change makers. And it's just so beautiful. And you don't have to be, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we have a place where we can share all of those, it really makes us feel a lot more complete. You know, when you, when you only think about yourself, it's so small. You're just one of the billions of people. It feels so tiny. But when you can think and, and be contributing with the whole universe, you feel part of a whole. You feel a lot bigger. You feel more complete. Yeah. And so I share that in the book. I actually dedicated a whole chapter to all the voluntary workers around the world because it's, it's from that that we all feel that we are part of each other and, and together in this 
in this planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Is when when we talk yes. about it, you know, it's it's making the world feel smaller in that we're all loved and remind everybody. That's one of the things I always say. Looking at things through the love filter, we are able to change the our, our attitudes towards everything. Uh, even if you're angry at your partner, you can see maybe how they saw things through a love filter versus, you know, they're doing something. I mean, I, that's why I love the, the community because everybody's willing to give and it, it really is, we all are one. I mean, in, in you know, you, you and I are old enough and, and how, how you would even explain the story, there's no way that uh, a little girl from Vietnam probably would have ever met uh, a man from uh, Brook who grew up in Brooklyn uh, in, in the old days. But the world has gotten smaller because we seek out. And one of the things I talk about uh, in my intro is about finding that clan, that, you know, the, the tribe, the right tribe of, of people. And you've definitely helped create that that right tribe. And I'm you know, honored to be part of the, the Three Hearts Connection, Global Connection. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so pleased to have you there. And, and you know, it, it's really, really, it's all about working together so that we can create more harmony, you know, more togetherness and, and literally just share more joy, share more love, more connection, more joy and positivity and ultimately happiness. So at the meeting, we don't just talk about happy things. We do get to share your low light, your challenges, and, and, and it's all authentic. There's no judgment as such. And it's because as a human, we go through all kinds of emotions. You know, it's unrealistic to say that I'm happy all the time. It's just unreal. You can ask Dalai Lama if he had a bad day. I'm sure he had bad days mm -hmm. too, but he just know how to handle it better. So to honor our true human emotions, we need to accept and face all of our different emotions, the high, the low, and the in-between. And so at the meeting, we, we all walk away happier than when we come. But during the meeting, we have shared so many tears as well. We share joy, we share laughter, we share tears. Like there, I remember there's one meeting. This is a year ago when I first started. We were going through the bushfire. You remember the bush, bushfire? Uh, yeah, very much. It was so bad. We had two moms at the meeting. One mom tell about a scenario that you would feel so nervous for her, but she somehow managed to tell it through like a comedian. She was telling us how she had to backpack things and evacuate and her daughter's got this giant teddy bear and yet her son's got this tiny Lego and she was just so animated. Like, you know, it, it's supposed to be a scene that you would be so nervous, right? But she made it so funny that I almost fall off my chair. And then the very next moment, we have another mom who shared her emotions and we were all in tears. And that's what it is when we are able to be authentic to be who we are, yeah. you know, because we all see things differently, receive it differently and express it differently. Even though she's going through the, tra the traumatic, you know, experience, but she has managed to or would like to or prefer to tell it like a comedian style, right? Whereas the other mom, it, it's so, she has hold it so much and built up so much that she needs to let it out in tears. 
And it was just literally simultaneously, we were like laughing together, we hug each other, like virtually kind of, right? And then the next moment, we're all in tears with the other mom. And that's the beauty of Three Heart is that we share so authentically. Yeah, I think We really get to be who we are. We don't have to worry about who thinks what, who says what, who judges. There's no judgment. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, the two words that you, you were mentioning about accept and receive. Accept, uh, it, was, it was once ex- explained to me that it's, you just have to deal with it versus receive t- teaches you the message that's in there. So even when something negative comes in, like the bushfires you were just mentioning, that other woman had explained sort of in a humorous way the, the lessons she learned because that's what makes us grow by seeing the lessons learned or what could be done differently to overcome the, ne- the negative pieces uh, that might come up. Yes, yes. So it, it's just really wonderful when we are able to honor our own emotions mm-hmm. and, and get to be who we are and not having to worry about who thinks what, who judges what, you know, it's just so beautiful. And that's why we, we all get to walk away feeling refreshed, recharged and rejuvenated. So the, uh, the whole idea about three hearts is that I'm, I'm using prevention as cure strategy because we're all getting busier and busier, right? Instead of waiting until you keep working, working and then get burned out, say, I'm too tired now. I don't want to see anybody anymore. And it's just very easy to recluse to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And once you start reclu- recluse to yourself, it's very easy to go downward spiral and then lead to depression, so the vision and mission of Three Hearts is to create a more connected society by eliminating isolation, loneliness, and, dep- and the lead to re- depression. That's what Three Hearts set out to do. So I'm going to say that again. <laughs> the vision and mission of Three Hearts is to create a more connected society by eliminating isolation, um, loneliness, and the lead to depression. Sorry. Yes, and so we have ambassadors around the world to, to help share this message, to host a meeting. So if anyone's interested, please get in touch. You can email me at linda at lindaduong, D-U-O-N-G, dot com dot A-U. So linda at lindaduong dot com dot A-U, or you can look us up, Three Hearts Facebook page. Yeah, well, And the group... The group is Three Hearts Connections Global. Thank you. So you've been using a lot of R's, and I can't because one of the things I do is talking about how earth and heart are, and there's always an R in your heart. Do you have a favorite R word, letter that's? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Besides resilient, which is my whole life, pretty much, having to overcome so many um, challenges, the favorite one is recharge. We have to constantly recharge in order to keep ourselves in a positive state of mind in order to keep ourselves moving forward more positively, more powerfully. So, yes, today's word is recharge. <laughs> I love Come it. Come join in three hearts to recharge yourself. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. So we're, we're, we're tying up. Uh, the, the, is there any final message that you have not shared with us that you'd want to? Because, you know, there's so many things that I, I've got to know you over a few years um, that sets you apart from uh, other people. But what, what would you say sets you apart from the others? You know, there's, there's so many people out there who say they do the same thing. I know from you that it really does come from your heart. 
before I share, if it's okay, I hear it from you first. What do you think sets me apart? I th- okay, sure, no problem. Let's put me on the spot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so one of the things I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious. I'm more more curious than anything. No, I, I and I enjoy that uh, because what I think about you. I mean, much like when I said uh, to ask you to be a guest on, on the show, the, the type of the heart that you you bring in your messages. Your messages are really pure. It's not just saying the right things. You're living it. Anything that you show is what you do. So I like that authenticity. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know as much of, the, uh, of you as, until you shared this. So the, definitely the resiliency. Resiliency is one of those things that I, I personally always talk about. And, you know, how you connect and how I've seen you connect with others, the, again, the authenticity, the resiliency, and the, the kindness. And being part of the, the community has always been one of those joys for me. So it was an honor when I decided to have a podcast. You're one of the people who I wanted to reach out to to be on the podcast because that's what I want on Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is these authentic people who give of their heart and want to give people the seeds. You talked a lot about seeds without even me mentioning it, but the seeds of knowledge, how, hey, I, I didn't have a perfect life. I had many stages of life, which is that my Phoenix moments, it doesn't always have to be a negative, but we grow from the ashes or the past and how we continue to, to go from. I mean, you, you came from nothing in, in Vietnam to living in Sydney, one of the, the wor- premier cities of the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I almost feel like too shy to talk about myself, so I thought I'll hear from you first. <laughs> <laughs> so as you probably can tell, I'm shy by nature. It's my story that turned me into a speaker. So from my own point of view, what sets me apart is – of course, the authenticity, because I teach that in the book as well. But I think from my, my point of view, it's all, uh, these days, people like to use the word organic, right? So I think for me, it's natural. It, everything is very authentic and natural. I don't do branding, advertising. I don't do any of those. And people come to me like you, authentically connecting. So what sets me apart is I like to use the word almost like um, another word for invisible, quiet. Mm-hmm. What sets me apart is that I'm the quiet achiever because um, I don't talk about things. <laughs> I only, people only find out about it. People only find out what I achieve. So I don't just talk about my talk. I walk my walk, but I don't broadcast it either. And people just find out. And so before my book was published in 2016, I had a PhD in UK, found out that I had achieved all of my dreams. This is even before my book was published. So he had found out that, you know, I lived the dream of traveling the world. I lived the dream of being a wedding dress designer. I lived the dream of, you know, being a teacher. And um, in 2015, I study art. Oh, this is the one that I, I haven't uh, mentioned yet. So I came to Sydney, Australia at the age of 15 it was the first time, this is the bonus story. <laughs> we were finishing already, but no, this is okay. a bonus, bonus story. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first time that I seen an art gallery. And I was like, oh my, how does artists do it? How do they have art gallery? So in 2015, I studied visual art and I, had, I participated in exhibitions. I won awards in 2016. 
my self-portrait was the finalist for Women's Art Prize on the theme of equality. So I'm pretty proud of that one, especially when I had not even had color pencils when I was little. Wow. I literally did not even have color pencils. So to answer your question, from my point of view, what sets me apart is that I'm a quiet achiever. I don't broadcast it. I don't tell people what to do. I do it. I do it and then people find out and then they learn about it. And so from that journey, it's what people know me to be the authentic influencer. And so people just come to me. And um, the most amazing thing is I have amazing Three Hearts ambassadors. We have doctors, we have journalists, we have marketing director. And so people are just fascinated. How does this Vietnamese <laughs> shy girl <laughs> leading a world vision, uh, 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 yeah, a, a world vision. You can see my English is still not perfect. So, <laughs> well, you know, I always say when, when anybody who who speaks two languages, really, to for anybody to comment about how they speak English, I so let's hear you just speak Vietnamese, and I I can't speak <laughs> Vietnamese. I mean, I've I tried once and it was not very successful. So, so every and now and then my, my children will say, Mom, this is how you say that. And then I would say, it's okay. I, I can take that. Just imagine one day you go to China and you have to write a book in Chinese and speak full on Chinese when you... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what sets me apart is the quiet achiever that is very shy by nature but not shy with goals and dreams. See, and so I, say- I have achieved every single dream I have so far. So the next big dream to answer your question earlier is to really have three hearts share globally, widely, so that everybody can have more joy, more positivity, and more happiness. And just be themselves, just so that everybody can be themselves. You know, to be able to have a community of friends and, and so-called extended families that you can share anything, anytime, truthfully, authentically. Because in my book, I share that even though we might not be blessed to have a good family or still with family, some people lose a lot of family member now, right, after this pandemic, but we can really create a family for ourselves when we share authentically. And I've experienced it myself. My mother have. I shared it all in the book. Like, we, we really create families wherever we go. That's beautiful. And, and that's how you add more joy to your life because otherwise life is miserable. Yep. Uh, really, like not everyone gets to stay with their beautiful family or have a beautiful family or was even with a family. I know many friends have adopted children from orphanage and my mother, you know, did a lot of fundraising for the orphanage. And, but you can, you can really create a family when you are open and receive and be authentic. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and I wouldn't say that you're quiet. I would say you're reserved uh, using one of my <laughs> Not now. Yeah. Not now because I'm doing a lot more talk now. No, <laughs> but no. I used to be. Well, I, I used I, to be. Growing up, I barely talk. Well, I, I also saw that you, you were a Toastmaster, right? So you, that's another thing that we have in common, that you would have uh, worked for to- Toastmasters International. You were, you were part of Toastmasters International. Uh, the funniest thing is that <laughs> I, I, I joined Toastmasters 
only after I get invited to talks. So I thought, okay, I might as well learn the, the skill. So my path was natural that, that how I became a speaker. And um, after I attended only six meetings, and as you know, at the meetings, if you ever get to speak, not that you get to speak every time, but if you do, it's only seven minutes long, right? So only after six meetings, I was invited to participate in competition already. <laughs> and I came second. <laughs> nice. It's just because I'm very um, natural at sharing. I love sharing. I love sharing and connecting. And, and that's, that's what got me to the second. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I, <laughs> Even I after this, six speech only. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I, I think the stories are the, what, is what connects us. It's, you know, and that's one of the things about the Three Hearts Global Connection is the stories that connect us because we have the empathy and being authentic, being showing up for each one of the members is the ability to share, share and you know, help people through it. It's not all about just doing something. It's all about being connected in that worldwide community. Yes. And, and so because, because people find out how I do things so naturally i like to use the word natural and then people like to use the word organic and uh, and naturally and authentically now i have been continuously extending the coaching work so at first i started as parenting coach because i love 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 children and i have a special interest in um, gifted children, uh, gifted education but then it got extended to writing because people know i don't know a word of english when i came so now i coach writing and then they find out that I'm, I'm shy by nature, but I do speaking. <laughs> so now I coach speaking as well. So I have helped like CEOs, change makers, coaches, healers to improve and enhance what they do. And yeah, so, but it's all through connecting authentically and all beautiful, beautifully through, through with each other authentically like this. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, is there any other thing that you want to end you want to give us one more uh, seed of, of knowledge or uh, besides pick up your book and join the Three Heart Network? So the one thing is that if ever, ever, anytime you need an answer, you have a challenge, you feel frustrated, you feel sad, whatever it is, just get out to nature. Awesome. Just Thank you so out. much. And, and as Thank we, you for having me. You're welcome. And, and as, as we always say, Make sure that you always find peace and love either in nature or wherever might be good for you and find that sweet spot, that place that make, brings you home and gives you your best energy as possible. Thank you. I am really glad that you're enjoying the show and I hope you follow us on all the podcast hosting sites as well as Facebook, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Or you can follow me, Uncle Dave, David Chemetsky at Facebook. Instagram, Clubhouse, and www.davidshemetsky.com. I also would enjoy for you to contact me if you want to just have some feedback. You need somebody to talk to at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. Well, my friends, today's journey has come to a close. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember the peace and love surrounds you that will assist you to rise again. And don't forget to bring a bat for what you believe in. Namaste.